Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Great call by Ben Damon and the main event team yesterday. Plenty of love for Tim Zoo coming off our 40 winks uh, temper. Before we get to Ben, uh, Zoo was super impressive yesterday as composed as it gets. It looks as he he could have fought a 20-round fight. Probably Tim Zoo's best ever performance yesterday. He looked so composed throughout every round and clearly had a plan in which he executed perfectly. As Ben J- Damon joins us this morning. Morning, Ben. Yeah, morning, Jules. Um, yeah, he was brilliant, wasn't he? Uh, certainly his best performance ever and by quite some way as well so he just keeps getting better every time uh, the challenge gets uh, more difficult Tim Zhu rises to the occasion and yesterday was uh, something really special Were you expecting him to be that dominant yesterday or did you think it would be a bit of a closer fight? Uh, I did predict a late round stoppage so I guess uh, that's what happened but um, uh, Tony Harrison is a a world class boxer and um, his jab was on point. Uh, it was probably the punch of the fight, the jab of Harrison, but the power punching of Tim Zhu was just something else. And um, I think he showed that if you can't provide more than a jab, if you can't hit him with big shots, then you're just no chance of keeping him away from you. He's so fit, so motivated, so strong and, and so powerful that um, ultimately he's going to get to you at some point. And that's what he did with Tony Harrison. So um, I think in Australia, we weren't, altogether surprised with what happened but certainly in the US where they had uh, big question marks around the quality of Zoo um, they were shocked because Tony Harrison uh, for them was meant to beat Tim Zoo and as it turned out he got himself battered. Looking at some of the reaction though Ben from the US yes some were surprised but it seems like some weren't that impressed as well. Uh, yeah I'm surprised to, to see some of that reaction but um I think Jamel Charlo is probably the one trying to play it down, and mm. fair enough, because he doesn't want to be thinking uh, he's about to go in with a killer. He'd rather think uh, <laughs> yeah. that Tony Harrison was washed up and maybe that he'd broken him apart when he stopped him uh, a few years ago and, and that it was a shadow of the former Harrison. But uh, no one was thinking that before the fight, so uh, it's convenient for people to lean on that after the fact. But, uh, yeah, certainly Harrison... Uh, was uh, was a, a very strong opponent. Um, he's world class. He's only 32 years of age, and uh, it's not as though he'd been um, beaten up in his last couple of fights. He was he was coming in in some form. So um, yeah, Charlie might want to play it down, but um, he's going to have to face Tim Zhu, and that's going to be an almighty fight. It's been a Ben Damon, main event commentator about Tim Zhu after his great win over Tony Harrison yesterday. Before we look ahead to what's next for Tim Zhu, there's been a bit of feedback this morning, both on breakfast and, and on our program this morning, suggesting, did, did that fight go on one punch too long? Should it should that have been stopped a fraction of a second earlier? 
Yeah, potentially um, the referee could have jumped in and just stopped uh, those last couple of punches from from getting through. Um, Tony Harrison found himself in a really awkward position. He turned his head while he was sort of um, uh, leaning against the ropes and half bent over. And, and Tim Zoo did hit him with a couple of really menacing shots, one in the back of the head while he was uh, in the position of uh, just sort of being being uh, there to hit. So, yeah, potentially the referee could have jumped in and, and stopped those last couple of punches. And we really would have liked to see that because Harrison's been such a good character. Um, he's such a good fella and, and you don't want to see any harm done. But if he had jumped in there, maybe um, people, including Harrison and his camp, would have said that it was a little bit too soon. So you're sort of damned if you do and damned if you don't in the referee's position. But, um, yeah, in hindsight, we would have liked to see him jump in there a little bit earlier and, and stop any excess damage being done. Like a lot of Australians, I guess, 40 years plus or 35 plus, you would have seen a lot of Kostya Zoo fight. When, when you watch Tim and I guess his younger brother Nikita as well, how many similarities can you see between the brothers and their father? Well, between um, Tim and Kostya, there's a, a lot of uh, similarities. They look the same. Uh, they've got a very similar style. And uh, now, as Tim Zoo gets better and better and throws with more power and is just more menacing and brutal, uh, yeah, there's a lot the same. Nikita, he's completely different. He's a southpaw. He, he punches completely differently. He uses his range and um, he's all footwork and... And he's menacing. Uh, he's got that same zoo attitude, so there's that similarity. But, uh, yeah, there's certainly certainly plenty um, uh, to sort of uh, weigh up between all of them. Um, they've all got the same mentality. They all train uh, incredibly and ridiculously hard and, and put themselves into fights in, in great conditions. So, um, yeah, if you're a zoo, then you've got something special about you in a boxing sense, and we're just lucky we've got them in this country. Yeah, I, didn't, I must admit, I didn't realise that he, his relationship with his father is is not that close. We know sort of Kostya's got a, a new life uh, now over in Russia. So I, I guess that, that is a bit of an interesting dynamic between father and son given, I mean, from the outside, and if you didn't know the story, you, you would think given he's following in his father's footsteps that uh, they would be quite close. But uh, just reading a, a couple of pieces on the weekend, that, that's not really the case. Yeah, well, Kostya is based in Russia. Um, he has a, a new partner and a couple of young kids. So he's very focused on that life. We brought him back out, in fact, when Tim was um, about to fight Jack Brubaker a few years ago. Kostya came out and um, was part of the promotion. Uh, I filmed quite a few pieces with with Kostya, who I know quite well. Um, grew up training with Kostya and um, and yeah, still chat with him quite regularly um he's a, he's a good guy but obviously he's got a new life and um, tim's life's here he's very close with his mum uh so is nikita they're both very close with their mum who was there um screaming and carrying on ringside as she <laughs> always does um, uh yesterday afternoon but uh yeah Kostya's on the other side of the world so they do chat but um he's got other focuses uh, it's a bit of a weird dynamic i, I guess any uh, father who has moved away mm. and their sons. Um, there might be a, a few little prickly bits and pieces, but when we did get them together, um, yeah, there's still a lot of closeness there. Um, Tim actually made a few comments to me this week uh, in the build-up that he was feeling more and more like what he thinks his father did when he was um, at the prime of his career. Tim always remarks upon the fact that Kostya was um, essentially like an army sergeant as a father, um, would get them up early in the morning and make them train and um, have a lot of discipline in the household. And I think he resented that to a point. 
But now, given uh, he himself is uh, an absolute lunatic in terms of his training, he probably sort of gets where his dad was coming from. And um, whether he likes it or not, he sees a lot of similarities in the way that he's conducting himself. After the fight and you were in the ring with him, he was pretty fired up. Tim Zoo um, was that was that, yeah that's an understatement uh, it, was that it was that aimed at Charlo was that aimed at some of his detractors in Australia where, where did that sort of emotion come from I think it's aimed at um, his detractors in America primarily um, and those who uh, consistently try to say that he is in the position he's in because of his last name uh, mm-hmm. as much as anything Tony Harrison was the one saying that uh, at the forefront. But a lot of Americans have been saying that stuff. A lot of Americans were tipping Tony Harrison and trying to say that uh, Tim Zhu doesn't deserve uh, the notoriety he's got. He's in the position because of uh, who he is rather than what he's done. So, yeah, I think there was a fair bit of that that, uh, <laughs> that spewed out of him in that uh, that ring interview. I did ask him um, a pointed question about Jamel Charlo and, um, yeah, he sort of just said, well, you've just seen what I've done. So uh, that's all I need to say, really. Um, Charlo now is faced with the prospect of um, either facing Tim Zhu or, or getting rid of his belts. And um, it looks like he's he's probably going to be happy to face Zhu, which is just fantastic because that is going to be a really special fight. Um, he is a doubter, no doubt about that. He doesn't believe that Tim Zhu is on his level, even though he saw him uh, yesterday absolutely destroy someone who had previously beaten him. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a fantastic build-up, that, because Charlo is a, a real prickly character, very confident. Um, he's, uh, he's not the entertaining, exuberant character that uh, Tony Harrison is, but um, yeah, he's got a bit of a mean streak, a bit like uh, Tim himself, in fact. So uh, that's going to be something special. So that fight looks like it's going to be mid-year. Will Tim have another fight or two before that fight, do you think? No, I wouldn't think so. I reckon he will now um, put the cue in the rack for a while. He'll probably have three or four days off training before he goes back to the gym, uh, knowing how Tim operates. Uh, the only hindrance to that fight is the uh, broken hand of, of Charlo. Mm. So hopefully that is repairing well. Um, he did make some comments about that on the Showtime broadcast um, uh, yesterday afternoon, Australian time. Um, so maybe the hand is still giving him some trouble, but... I believe he's punching again, so uh, hopefully it does come sooner rather than later. Some talk about July, but maybe it'll be a bit later than that. But, um, yeah, talks will uh, commence in earnest uh, today or tomorrow, and uh, the zoo camp will be very keen to make sure that it happens uh, sooner rather than later. But if it is going to be delayed because of the hands, uh, I'm sure Tim will want to have another fight. But... uh, the ambition is to get that on as soon as possible. Just quickly before I let you go, um, well done on your interview with Billy Dibb, which uh, watched, uh, I think it was the week before last, when you got the great news last week that uh, the scans came back positive. What was that experience yeah. like? Watching that was incredibly, incredibly emotional. Yeah, it was rough. Um, it was rough going. Um, I've been texting with Billy uh, since he got the diagnosis. Um, have obviously uh, been getting uh, all of the social media updates and just seeing uh, the state that he was in, having uh, lost all his hair and looking so frail. Um, he looked like he was making weight for a fight down a couple of weight divisions, uh, in fact, but he just um, has been in such a, a battle. And then 
Um, I did ask if he wanted to have a chat. I knew that um, he sort of uh, was giving indications that he did want to express himself in that way. So we had that chat, and yeah, it was very emotional. I've known him for a long time. I called his world title win, Billy Dib, and um, I've been friends with him really for, for quite a while. So when he said to me in that interview, uh, Ben, I, I really don't want to die. Mm. Um, yeah, that was a heavy moment, no doubt. So um, we then waited until Monday of last week to um, find out what had happened because that's when he was having the scans to find out if there was any cancer still present. Um, and he was going in at 9am, so I was hoping to hear from him about 11, but I hadn't heard from him by 3 in the afternoon um, because the doctor had um, not rung him back and given him the results after the scan. So uh, I was fearing the worst, to be perfectly honest, fearing that maybe the news wasn't good and that's why he wasn't uh, letting people know. But finally he did ring and and he could tell immediately in the elation in his voice that the news was good. So um, so good to have him at both of our fight nights uh, over the last few days. I, I saw him yesterday and he was still very emotional, um, embraced me and, and was crying again. But, um, yeah, the news is fantastic, the best news we could possibly hope for. There is no more cancer in his body. He'll have to have regular checkups, of course. But um, it appears that Billy Dib has won his toughest fight. Great stuff. Uh, ben, thanks so much for your time and uh, well done on the coverage yesterday. Yeah, thanks, Jules. Talk to you soon, mate. Ben Damon, main event commentator.